Hello and welcome to the East Baltimore Graffiti Church's podcast. We are so excited to have you join us today. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at ebgraffitichurch at gmail.com or you can check us out on our website at ebgraffitichurch.org. Good morning. If you'd like to turn in your Bibles this morning to Luke chapter 1, we'll go there in just a moment. There was something that I had for you this morning that I won't be able to access yet. So you can turn to Luke chapter 1. I did not forget about our offering. We'll have our time of offering at the end of the service this morning. You'll bear with me today there. Uh, Morgan, could you put a little more volume on that for me, please? I think it's more important to stay warm today than some other things. Amen? Is that... Can you guys hear me back there? You'll very rarely ever see me do this. All right. (laughs) Father God, this morning we ask that through this time in your word, Lord God, that you'll speak to our hearts. Father God, that you'll convince us and convict us if we have sin in our lives. Father God, if one, if one is here this morning who does not know you as their Lord and Savior, that today, through hearing, Lord God, about your great love for us and sending your son Jesus to be born of a virgin, a baby laying in a manger, the Savior of the world, that today will be that day that one will surrender their heart and their lives for you to you and have their eternity changed, Lord God. I pray that today. And Father God, for those who are grieving loss, Father God, those who are wrestling with sickness and physical pain, Lord God, I pray that you'll bring relief to their bodies. Father God, I pray that you'll bring hope. I pray, Father God, that through the joy of the season, Lord, that you'll restore joy to those, Lord God, who are grieving. So we lift up this time in your word to you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So you remember two Sundays ago, we were talking about the birth of the Savior. And we talked about having a no-fear Christmas. And what did it mean? Uh, What did it mean to you and to me personally that at this time of year, when we're supposed to be, when we're celebrating the birth of our Savior, talked about God through the angels said to several key people in the events leading up to the birth of the Savior to not be afraid. So what is it that causes us to fear? Remember we said the birth of the Savior was a dangerous and violent affair. We said it included deception and scandal. It involved kings, rich magi. It involved shepherds. It involved a plot to murder and a secret journey to Egypt. Enraged at being deceived by the magi, Herod decreed a mass murder of babies in the region of Bethlehem. Hundreds of the mothers and families traumatized by the senseless murders of their babies. And we said, listen, it was no small affair for the Savior to come to be born in a manger. There were those who 
feared the loss of power. They feared that someone else would take over and have influence. And we talked about what the angel said to David in Matthew chapter 1. He said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And do you remember uh, Joseph's response to God? Now, Joseph probably had all kinds of thoughts running through his head. Remember, we said Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. So we said two weeks ago that sometimes we have, I have to overcome my fear in order to live in obedience to God. What Joseph did was he took a step of faith. It was an angel who brought him the message, but the message was from God. God said, do this thing. Joseph was going to put her away quietly and, and break off the betrothal, remember, and divorce her. He was a righteous man, so we know Joseph had a right relationship with God. Joseph woke up the next morning, having heard from the angel, and whatever he had been thinking, he overcame his fears and he obeyed the Lord. So we talked about that last week. What fears do I have that prevent me from obeying God? What are the things that I hold on to that I think uh, in order to maintain control? When I have loss or grief in my life, where do I turn? To whom do I turn? What do I fear most? What loss do I fear most in my life? The loss of my health, um, the loss of income, um, the loss of a relationship. Sometimes, some of us, well, I know in my life I have had past, I have had sin in my life that I rather enjoyed and I feared the loss of that, even though I knew that as a child of God, God would discipline me. So we have these fears uh, and certainly, Joseph overcame his fears and obeyed God. Now remember, he had a long road ahead of him, didn't he? He had his wife and a baby that was born in a manger outdoors. He had to flee to Egypt to save the life of his baby, of baby Jesus. So his whole life was turned upside down. And what did Joseph do? He obeyed God. He overcame whatever fears he may have had and obeyed. So this week we're going to take a look. Our key passage, our key passage is going to be Luke chapter 2, verses 3 through 11. But in chapter 1, we're going to see this guy named Zachariah and Elizabeth. Um, they were old. They had a relationship with God. He was a priest. He and she were righteous people before God. And in Luke 1, 13, the angel of the Lord said to Zacharias, Do not be afraid, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John. Zechariah and Elizabeth were to be the parents of John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus. Remember when we preached through the Gospel of John a couple years ago? said John the Baptist was Jesus' hype man. A few of you may remember that. But that he was going to declare the message of the Messiah. 
but it says in Luke 1 6 Zachariah about Zachariah and Elizabeth they were both righteous in the sight of God walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord so Zachariah was a priest he and his wife loved the Lord they were barren she could not have children in that time often people thought that you had or your family had particular sin that was terrible and that you were cursed or sinful if you couldn't produce children in your marriage and so here is a priest and his wife they're righteous they love God and all these years they prayed for a child and could not have one they're senior adults at this time notice I use that nice polite term as I inch closer and closer to joining that group myself and so the angel says your wife is going to have a child and he tells him about it and then he says in verse 19 um, the angel answered and said I'm Gabriel I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news and behold you shall be silent and unable to speak how'd you like to be able to do that to some people in your life you shall yeah you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when this takes place because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their proper time so the angel of the Lord Gabriel comes to Zechariah and says senior adult Zechariah you and senior adult Elizabeth are going to have that baby listen sometimes and I wrestle with this myself you've prayed for something for years and years and years you've prayed for a person you have prayed for your family you've prayed for a loved one and you have said God where are you God why haven't you answered my prayer God I love you I serve you I have this prayer that's a good thing I want for somebody or something and you have not answered my prayer why why God so this righteous couple this righteous couple are going to have a baby but Zachariah <laughs> Zachariah doesn't believe the angel he doesn't believe the angel now look we don't have time this morning to talk about the whole story I, I hope you'll go back and read uh, the rest of Luke chapter 1 and uh, this time that uh, when um, when the baby was going to be born and God loosed Zechariah's tongue the people knew he had seen a vision and he came out of the temple that day and he couldn't talk I mean I just find that very humorous by the way I mean how would you like you come out of church and all of a sudden and nothing comes out right the brother couldn't talk he's a priest and and so so they knew something tremendous had happened to him uh, and of course that was the angel uh, that was the angels discipline or God's discipline on Zechariah for not believing what was going to take place here's a righteous guy he loved the Lord the Bible says that he and his wife were blameless and honorable people they had this prayer request all the years of their marriage and what was Zachariah's response he didn't believe he didn't believe now it comes around Zachariah when the baby is born has this amazing prophecy and the angel opens his <laughs> opens his mouth Zachariah can speak and John the Baptist is born and you know the rest of that story but remember the angel again 
to Zechariah, just like um, to Joseph, and we're going to see just like to Mary, the angel will say, do not be afraid. God says, do not fear. I've got you. He told Zechariah and Elizabeth, do not fear. I've heard all of the years of this prayer there. Diane and I have had prayers in our adult lives and throughout the course of our marriage that we pray all the time. You heard about the, the um, parable about the king in the Bible, right? And the judge. And this lady kept coming to him and asking him for something. And he didn't give it to her and he sent her away. And she came back again. He didn't give it to her, sent her away. And came back again and he gave it to her. They said, well, why'd you give it to her? He said, man, she's just not going to stop. She kept coming back and she was persistent and she persevered. You have that prayer request in your life. And sometimes you say, God, where are you? God is always faithful. God was faithful to Zechariah and Elizabeth. God was faithful whether he gave them a son or not. But God is faithful. He may not always answer that prayer when I want or as I want, but he will answer that prayer. I have a couple right now prayer requests that, that I prayed to God for years and years, and I don't understand why God hasn't answered my prayer the way I think God should answer my prayer. And so Zechariah and Elizabeth are faithful. They're like you. They love God. They trust the Lord. They put this prayer before God. And finally, God says, you know, you're going to have that child. And he's going to be great. And I have a plan for his life. But then there's another character in the story. the main One of the main characters here. And her name is Mary. And she's a virgin. And we talked about her two weeks ago. And in Luke chapter 1 and verse 30, the angel comes to her. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. My pastor preached a series for Christmas called Highly Favored, the Highly Favored One. And it talks about this word favor that Mary had found a favor with God. Mary, God gave grace to Mary. God showed grace to Mary. He said, Behold, you'll conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name his, you will shall name him Jesus. The angel goes through and he says everything that's going to happen to Mary. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Because I am a virgin. The angel explained to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Now listen to Mary's response in verse 38. This is important. So, here we are. Here we are. The angel of the Lord says, Mary, do not be afraid. Hey, Mary, don't be afraid. You're just going to give birth to the Savior of the world. And by the way, you're going to have a child not having slept with anyone. You're a virgin and you're still, you're going to have a child. Now, come on. I mean, Mary's scratching her head here. She's saying, what is this angel talking about here? She hears him out and listen to her response in verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the bondslave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Literally, bondslave means female. It uses, the Greek 
female slave. Mary says, I am the slave. I am the servant of the Lord. God, have your way with me. You know what? That's hard, isn't it? Is that a hard thing to say sometimes? Like Mary, are you and I willing to say, God, however you do this thing in my life, God, however you provide for my needs, God, however you provide a job for me, a place to live for me, the relationship that will take away my loneliness. Oh God, I have this sin and I don't want it anymore in my life, God, please help me. And Mary said, Behold, the slave of the Lord, bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. When I become willing to obey God's word no matter what, God can do his work in me. That miracle in your life, that obedience you desire, many of us, we have a Celebrate Recovery group here that you know, does not currently meet, but many of us have had victory in our lives over drugs and alcohol. But you know what, at some point we had to say, instead of being a servant to drugs and alcohol, I'm gonna surrender my life to Jesus. And I'm no longer gonna surrender my life to this addiction. So at some point, those of us who have been addicted, those of us, those of us who have had a besetting sin, you, yours may not be addiction, well, whatever it may be, surrender that according to God's word. Mary said, what in the, think about it, this young woman, man, what in the world is this angel talking about? I'm going to have a baby. He's going to be the savior of the world. He's, what is her response? Lord, have your way with me according to your word. Are you willing to say that today? Man, am I willing to say that today? Lord, have your way with me according to your word. So now we have three, three of the main players here in the Christmas account of the, of the birth of our Savior. We're going to go to chapter 2 and see the last. We're going to see the last person, the last people that the angel visits and shares this no fear message with in Luke chapter 2. So I'm going to tell you who they are and then we're going to wrap up right here in Luke chapter 2. So Luke 2.10 But the angel of the Lord said to them, these are the shepherds, do not be afraid. Here we go, fourth time, right? One, two, three, yeah. Do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy which will be for all the people so who's he talking to well you know he's talking to the shepherds so we'll read the passage of luke chapter 2 verses 3 through 11. and everyone was on his way to register for the census each to his own city joseph also went up from galilee from the city of nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David. In order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child, while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. 
And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region there were some shepherds, staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The world in that moment was forever changed. This will be a sign for you. To the shepherds, he continues to talk. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Now listen, the angels went once they heard that message, and they went and they found the baby Jesus. They obeyed the angel of the Lord, and listen to what it says in verse 20. Actually, I'll read 19 and 20. Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. So what happened? The shepherds go to see baby Jesus. They give glory to God. They're praising God, glorifying God, and telling others about what they had seen. Do not be afraid. Why? Because when you meet Jesus, when you meet Jesus, you there have the opportunity for salvation. What happened to these shepherds? Certainly I believe that they believed the message that they were visiting the Savior of the world. And they went back glorifying and praising God. Listen. When you and I have an authentic encounter with Jesus Christ, it will cause you to want to glorify, praise God, and tell others. So no fear Christmas for 2020. As we get ready to start the new year, as we get ready to start the new year, are you willing to share the message? Are you, do you have a spirit and a heart that's glorifying and praising God? I have struggled with that in this season, uh, uh, this year, this, this fall season, this Christmas season. I personally have struggled with that. There is one of my, so one of my favorite stories, and I won't get to tell it as well as I would like, but I'm going to give it a go here. In 1965, there was this guy, by the way, that was a great year. It's the year I was born. Um, in 1965, this guy named Charles Schultz created um, this uh, cartoon strip uh, called Peanuts. And one of the characters, of course, was Charlie Brown. Well, most of you have probably, over the years, seen the, uh, the Peanuts Christmas special. There's something I learned about this that I had never thought of before. Now look, I was a youth pastor, right? So I would play the video clip, and I would have for you if we were inside somewhere, played the video clip 
of the Peanuts gang all out on the stage with this scroungy little Christmas tree that Charlie Brown brought to the Christmas party. And Linus walks out to the middle and begins to read these very verses that we just read. Um, and so here's Linus. Now, you remember Linus, right? What did Linus carry with him? He carried that little blanket, right? There was a security blanket, wasn't it? Did he ever let it go? You ever see him let it go in all the cartoons and all of all the TV cartoons, t uh, cartoons, newspaper, if you're old like me and you actually used to see the funny papers, never let it go. I watch that Christmas special a hundred times and never paid attention. You know what Linus does when he reads that? When he reads those key verses in Luke chapter 2, he puts down the blanket. And it says, But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid. Linus puts down this security blanket. See, that security blanket was the sign. It represented all of Linus's fears as a little boy. It represented, it was the very thing, it was his security. And when he read that, when the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. He took the blanket and he set it down. First time ever. They say, well, you know what, Charlie? He picked it back up again. Yeah, he picked it back up again. And a couple minutes later, do you remember what he did with it? He wrapped it around the bottom. Miss Renee remembers. He wrapped it around the bottom of that raggly Christmas, just raggly a word, that raggly Christmas tree and brought it to life. You see, Linus, as a child, those blanket, that blanket, that security blanket represented probably the fears, the things that he was afraid of. And when he heard the word, when he heard the word that the Savior, who is Christ the Lord, was born in the city of David, and the angel said, do not be afraid, Linus was able to put that security blanket down. So when we talk about a no-fear Christmas uh, going into the new year, you know, what would that security blanket represent in your life? I ask myself, what does it represent in my life? What are those things that, uh, what, what is that thing that I use for security that I need to let go of? What are the fears that I have that I need to surrender to the Lord? Maybe putting down that security blanket for you means just surrendering your life to the Lord. Maybe for the first time, but maybe for the hundred and first time. For some of us, amen? Yeah, maybe this Christmas we say, God, I'm not going to fear the things that have held me down. Lord, I'm not going to fear that addiction because I know you can give me victory. I'm coming to you, Lord Jesus, because you are Messiah. You are the only one who can save. You are the one, only one who can give eternal life. You are the only one who can impart forgiveness for sins. The baby Jesus who grew up and shed his blood on the cross, died and was raised again from the dead, thus conquering sin and death on, our behalf, on God's behalf for our salvation. Jesus, I'm willing to lay down my security blanket and trust you. Each of the characters in the Christmas account that the angel came to had to overcome their fears and obey God. Obey God in salvation. 
trust God for what he was going to do. Believe God for their safety. Believe God for their physical life. Believe God to meet their needs. I love what Mary said the best. She said, I am the bond slave of the Lord. Do according to your word. Are we ready to say that to the Lord today? I'm going to pray and then Morgan's going to come up and lead us in one more worship song. And when she does, I hope that you'll just take that time, take that time to pray, whether you sing, whether you bow your head, whatever you prefer, whatever God leads you. Talk to the Lord. What is that fear? What is your security blanket? What do you need to surrender to the Lord? I'm going to sit down and do the same thing. As Morgan leads us in worship and you consider that, I mean, also... Um, as she's singing, you can bring your offering to the back, to the offering box there during this time as well. Morgan?